This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for our latest podcast. Probably a little bit earlier than we anticipated. The news on Wednesday was that the race had signed Jeffrey Springs to a long-term deal. And I guess it came as a little bit of a surprise only because Tampa Bay was preparing to go to an arbitration hearing. As you'll hear from both President of Baseball Operations, Eric Neander, and Jeffrey Springs himself, He's got a complicated path, so sometimes it makes it a little bit harder to agree, but I think both sides are pleased that this deal came together, and we'll hear from each as to why it came together, how it came together, and how important it was. I certainly think it's a big deal for the Rays overall. First, we start with Jeffrey Springs, congratulating him on what obviously is a pretty big deal. Four years, $31 million guaranteed. I mean, you know, everything, all the hard work, kind of, you know, all kind of paying off uh, the long years that, you know you spend working and um, you know the the past few years in the big leagues you know felt like I've had some success and um, this year I felt like I you know I started to actually pitch like I'm capable of and you know to kind of be rewarded for it and you know just um, the belief that the Rays organization you know have have in me you know has in me is it's important I mean it really it is hard to kind of put in words. I'm still kind of, you know, shifting through it all, but it's, it's kind of crazy to, to think about and stuff. But uh, I, I'm excited, and, uh, I mean, it means everything. I'm so happy to be part of the organization for four more years. My family and I, we love it there. The people, um, you know, the, everything about it. You know, it's I want to win. I want to play, you know, I want to be somewhere that we have an opportunity to, to win. And, you know, the Rays are here in that situation every year and I'm very excited to be a part of the organization. We gave you some time to process how many text messages and and social media messages have you received and had to reply to since? Uh, A good bit. (laughs) I have have a lot of people that follow me from back home and you know other guys that I played with reached out um, you know other coaches that I've had throughout the years um, they were all super excited for me and you know happy to see uh, see the extension. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see, you know, how many people still follow, you know, follow my career and uh, we're super excited for me. Anything uh, of those that really stood out? Um, yeah, kind of not yes and no. I mean, there's some, like I said, some former guys that were are super veterans and super established that I've, you know, uh, got the chance to meet and play with that they reached out and I thought that was pretty cool because you know it was guys you kind of looked up so to speak you know they were deep into their career seven eight years already and you know had done great um, you know well established guys I thought it was pretty cool for them to reach out can you give our fans an idea how this all came about Jeffrey when this started and how this became a reality this extension uh, yeah so Neander reached out 
um, one Saturday afternoon. I want to say it was in like maybe mid to late October, maybe even early November, shortly after the season. I don't know exactly, but um, just reached out and was like, hey, you know, can I give you a call? Um, you know, whenever you get a minute and just kind of floated the idea of, you know, would I be open to discussing an possible extension? You know, they, they were like, you know, we would love to have you. Is that, is that something that we could, you know, kind of pursue? And it, it was absolutely, you know, again, something like this is life changing, but, you know, it's, it's somewhere that I would love to stay as long as possible. And when he, when he mentioned that I was, you know, I was all in and, uh, you know, there was a lot of back and forth. Obviously these processes can be long and, um, they were great, you know, the whole time, the, you know, Eric and, you know, Hamilton and the guys that we, we were in contact with is very transparent, very understanding, uh, you know, where we're coming from, where they were coming from. Um, and again, it, you know, it, it can take some time to try to find that middle ground, but, uh, very fortunate that they kind of, you know, stuck with us and continued the conversation. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very happy it got done. You know, I, I didn't want to get my hopes up, you know, too, too much early on. But, um, you know, when it was first presented, it was kind of kind of wild to think about that this, you know, might even be a possibility. Because uh, for me, it's, you know, just kind of keep my head down and, you know, play and try to be, you know, the best player I can. And everything else financially and things like that should take care of themselves as long as I'm doing everything that I can control. Um, so I, it was it was pretty cool. Um to get it done and just kind of to see the whole process and how it works. How much of your comfort level with Kyle and the rest of the staff played into you wanting to get this done? I mean, just everything. I mean, the, the way, you know, the relationship I built with Kyle and I mean, even cash and the other coaches is um, that, that played a huge part. Like I said, everybody from the top down is, you know, here to win, and then, you know, they care about you as a person. I, you know, I was – I saw a different side of that. Um, this year I, I went through some things with my family, and, you know, it just kind of showed what kind of people they are, you know, outside of baseball, outside of competing and trying to win. Um, and, and to be honest, that that meant a lot to me and my family. So um, it, it goes definitely beyond baseball with them. Uh, great people, awesome to be around. You know, I love being around them every day. And um, like I said, we, we love being being in St. Pete. You mentioned family. How life-changing is this for your family? And, and what did it mean to both sides of your family when you broke this news to them? Uh, it's, it, you know, kind of, again, hard to put in words. But, I mean, they're super happy for me. Um, you know, my parents, my older brothers, um, my wife's family, you know, we're all really close. Uh so just to, you know, kind of see the progression from, you know, throughout this whole thing from the minor leagues and kind of, you know, all the small steps of doing to, you know, I've, I've pitched, you know, four-plus years now. I mean, every step along the way, you know, they're right there with me, super happy. And then, you know, to kind of get this, you know, I guess big payday, however you want to put it, um, they couldn't be happier. So, you know, I'm, I'm – uh, very fortunate to have them by my side and, you know, family's everything to me. So to them and kind of share, um, you know, share all, all of it. So, you know, putting all that in perspective, they know your journey. Fans who don't know your journey, you were a thousand dollar bonus guy. In essence, you were DFA twice before you ended up being traded to the Rays. 
Have you had a chance to reflect on how far you've come? I mean, it's really an amazing journey. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, I, I have at times, and like I said, when, you know, this was finalized and everything, uh, you know, on the fly home, you know, kind of going through everything in my head a little bit, just, you know, how, like you said, how far, um, you know, I've come, you know, statistically probably not supposed to be here. Definitely not supposed to sign a contract like I just did. Um, but you know, uh, like I mentioned on the, the conference call the other day, I wouldn't change it for anything because I feel like, you know, my path, my journey, no, it's not ideal. You know, I, I don't wish people to go through it that way, but I wouldn't change it for anything because it, you know, it made me who I am. You know, the the chip on my shoulder, whatever you want to call it, that I that I play with, you know, it goes back a long, a long ways, you know, constantly trying to get better, constantly trying to improve, um, but just that, that belief that I, I know I belong and I know I can pitch, um, you know, has kind of been molded by, by my journey and my path, I guess. Does that chip remain this year to prove to people, hey, I'm as good or better than this contract? I mean, I, I know that. I, yeah, I mean, for me, honestly, in that sense, nothing changes. You know, I, you know, I'm, uh, you know, my mentality, so to speak, is the same, you know, as it was before I signed this in the off season. It was, all right, you know, hey, you did, you did pretty good, you know, last year. Well, that that's over with. It's on to the next. It's how can I improve? You know, there's there's goals that are still set. You know, I I expect to be better. You know, no matter contractor or not, it's. Uh, you know, I expect to pitch and help our team win, and I want to throw as many innings as possible, and you know, throw really good quality innings. Um, so, no, nothing, nothing changes from that sense. Um, you know, the money's just kind of icing on the cake, so to speak. With it, to me, it's secondary. I love playing. I love competing. Um, there's, you know, there's no better feeling than being on the mound. Um, so, it, nothing changes for me. What did you learn last year since this is your first off season in a long time that you've had now to get ready to be a starter? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I feel like I learned how to navigate lineups better. I understood, you know, what my stuff did and how to, you know, use it a little bit better. Um, you know, I kind of tinkered with some, you know, starting to throw a little bit more of a cutter version uh, on top of the slider. I felt like I was really able to make the change up. Um, better from last you know from the 2021 season I was able to give more arm side action depth to it can manipulate it a little bit better just better feel for me honestly for my pitches um and the big thing was just navigating that five day um rotation well you know how important those four days are in between um and for me you know picking Kluber's brain you know talking to McClanahan Drew just kind of seeing what they did um you know, on a day-to-day basis really helped me because it's such a change. Obviously, in the bullpen, you got to get ready every night. But in the rotation, I have four days to really utilize as much as I can to prepare for that fifth day. Um, so, again, you know, it was a learning curve between every start. Um, you know, those guys, you know, Snyder helped me, you know, navigate it as well. So uh, I learned, learned a lot. And, um, you know, this offseason, again, nothing too, too much changes. I'm finally, you know, able to train normally, uh, not worry about my knee and stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see where we can take this thing. So knowing how driven you are, is there anything that people will notice in spring training that may be a, di- a little different about you? Did you add any 
weight, improve in lower body, upper body? Um, is there a new pitch that you're going to try and work in this year? What may we notice uh, in this spring? Um, I think hopefully, you know, just the explosiveness. And, um, you know, that's all the things that are necessary. Uh, because last spring training, I wasn't able to run right away. They didn't, they didn't want me to run, kind of still ease into it. I was still in the rehab process of it. Um, and it was kind of baby steps for me to, you know, ease into conditioning, ease into like PFPs and things like that. Whereas this year, you know, I feel like it's going to be full go. I'm going to be, you know, in a lot better uh, position physically. Um, as far as pitches, there are, yeah, I'm kind of tinkering with some things. So we'll see um, how that plays out. I don't want to give away too many secrets yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited. And um, hopefully, you know, the fans will see, you know, he's ready to go and ready to take it, you know, to another level. And what's your excitement level with the group? Uh, obviously, they added Zach Eflin. You've got great familiarity with Glass and and uh, Shane McClanahan and and also Drew Rasmussen and and the rest of the bullpen too. Uh, very excited. I mean, I'm looking forward to meeting Eflin. But you know, everything I've heard about him, he's an awesome guy. Um, obviously, got to see him pitch in the World Series. Uh, <laughs> tremendous stuff. So. Uh, looking forward to that, and like you said, those guys that have been around with Glass, Shane, and Drew, um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be a very exciting rotation. Anytime those guys take the ball, it's it's exciting. You want to watch because you feel like something great's going to happen. Um, you know, Shane was in the Cy Young race last year. Drew dominated, I felt like, pretty much the whole entire year. Uh, and then you got Glass being, you know, kind of the unicorn he is with you never know how how special it's going to be when he takes them out. It's just you sit back and watch and enjoy enjoy all three of them. And, you know, I know Eflin's going to be the same way. I can't wait to, you know, see him pitch and get to know him and everything. But it's um, it's a special part, you know, a group, I think. I think we can definitely do something really great. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Well, we're excited for you being here for several more years. Congratulations. Well-deserved, and we appreciate a few minutes. Hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. That's Jeffrey Springs, and we appreciate him joining us. Next up is Rays president of baseball operations, Eric Neander, and I first congratulated Eric on the news that they had gotten this deal done with Jeffrey Springs. He was, remember, again, one of seven players the Rays had scheduled for an arbitration hearing with. Really happy for Jeffrey, and um, just to said this earlier, just a great story of just continued development and, and making the most out of all of your opportunities on the field, the people you're around, players, staff alike, just someone that has continued to to get better. So really happy uh, for him, his family, Bailey's wife, uh, and just gives us that much more stability with our rotation as we move forward. When did you feel you were going to get this done? Because you guys generally will discuss with a lot of players the possibility of something long-term. Yeah, I think there was an interest, a mutual interest in figuring something out that went back to the beginning of this winter, but Jeffrey's journey has been unique and, and figuring out how to appropriately balance, you know, what, what he's accomplished um, and, you know, what might be ahead, you know, took, took some time to, you know, to make sure we, we did it right, you know, for both parties. Um, and it took a lot of back and forth, a lot of interest. The interest was there. And so I think that's what gave it hope. But in terms of thinking it was likely to, to happen, I, I'd say probably 
within the last week or so, it started to, you know, both sides made the move that needed to be made. Is it fair to say that the fact that you were potentially going to an ARB hearing might have accelerated things in a positive way? I think I don't accelerate it in the sense that if there was, you know, oftentimes spring training can serve as a catalyst for these kind of conversations because you're around one another, everyone's fresh, um, so on and so forth. I think because you have these, you know, a hearing like this on the horizon, you know, it's like if there's something to be had, I think it's in everyone's benefit to find out now uh, rather than wait to just the other side of a hearing, go through all the preparation, the entire process of that, then get to the other side and explore it. So I think in that side, there is some incentive to figure out, hey, if we're going to figure it out in February, let's figure it out now. Um, so I think in that sense, it's possible that that played a role. But um, I think more so was just the continued back and forth and dialogue to best understand one another that, that ultimately got it done. On both sides, there's always going to be some sort of risk. What makes Jeffrey Springs, because you talk about this with extensions, worth the risk of extending him? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think he, he's someone that we, you know, I talked about a moment ago, like has just continued to get better. Um, the, the development uh, in himself has been a constant, and I think that's just – how he's made up and expect that to, to be there. And we've seen that him come through adversity for the better. Um, so that gives some confidence. I think when we look at this, um, you know, you could suggest if he maintains the, the rate of production he did last year as a starter, um, that his earnings potential is potentially greater than this. But obviously there are unknowns to, you know, how likely that is to happen. And it's not anything that's not going to happen. It just is, there's not a lot of precedent for a journey like this. Um, and so that was a lot of the conversation. And there's a lot of belief in, in Jeffrey. He has a lot of belief in himself. And like I said, I think this is, you know, we, we expect him to start. We expect him to continue out and go out and good things. And this will reward him and provides him that upside that if he does continue, um, this is a deal that will find a way to help reward him for that with some of the incentives that exist. You are though extending a starting pitcher into his mid-30s, which is something you guys normally don't do. Does the fact that he has less miles on him from being a reliever for those years factor into the willingness to do something like that? Yeah, it's a great question. This is a the, it's a journey that few have taken. There, there are not a lot of reference points in those unknowns. You know, if you want to, you know, glass half full, um, it's exactly what you just said, that it's someone that has 30, but, you know, has largely been healthy and doesn't have nearly as many miles for someone that showed up this well as a starter last year doesn't have the mileage prior to go with it you know that's exciting and I think can be a source of great potential for what's ahead and the other side is like <laughs> like you don't have many reference points to this and like you know is that instructive as well and I think that was a lot of the back and forth but um you know ultimately uh, I think the the more we worked through it the more we felt that probably a case where the the limited mileage you know in his recent history is something that um, is is more likely than not to be a benefit for him moving forward and every pitcher is at risk but is a guy who isn't top end velocity you know that 90 93 area maybe 94 who's more touch and feel with the really good change up and the, the breaking ball is that less risk than than a guy who's topping out at 98 99 100 with a lot of effort it's it's a great question. I, I I don't think we we certainly don't know the the answer. Uh, if we knew some of those answers, we probably would have started Jeffrey sooner than we did. Um, but 
I, I think, you know, Jeffrey's someone that can pitch. He has, he has command, you know, he has a really good feel for what he's doing. He's a high percentage executor of his pitches. Um, he's great at disrupting timing and finding ways for 91 to play like 95, you know, when, when you watch him work, it's three pitches for strikes. It strikes to different parts of the zone, different counts, all that. So a lot of different ways that he can go to pitch. I think, um, you know, I, I, the game's gone towards more and more power and velocity, but at the end of the day, it's about getting outs. And while Jeffrey's velocity isn't as high, you know, when you look at some of the, you know, underlying results that tend to correlate more with bigger velocity, like he's got them, you know, he's got a nose for strikeouts um, that are as good as guys that are bigger power pitchers and he throws strikes. And that's um, typically a pretty good place to be no matter how you do it. Yeah, swing and miss rate is very high. You now have him signed long-term. You've got Tyler Glass now signed for a couple of years. You signed Zach Eflin this offseason, and guys like Shane McClanahan and uh, Drew Rasmussen are also under team control, as is Yanni Chirinos for a bit. How much does that help the big picture right now as you look short and long-term? I think it's yeah, – it, as we've worked to stay competitive, there's been – Typically, you know, there's been a lot of movement every winter with our with our roster. This is one where that was much less the case as it as it played out, and in some ways, I think that might have been a source of frustration for our fans. There are certainly things that we would have liked to accomplish, um, but we still feel we got better. And you know what? There there is benefit to continuity. There is benefit to players sharing the journey year over year um, to finally knock down that 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 final game, that final win, and be on the right side of a World Series. And um, our rotation, this group set up to to be here, you know, and to be a stable force. And um, the position player side, you know, you mentioned Wander. We've got Brandon still for a while, um, and we've got some really talented young players. That there's a way that this could all come together. Um, we can keep this group around, you know, hopefully a little bit longer than than what has been typical. But um, it's like I said, it's nice to have players that want to be here. It's nice to find that common ground and. Um, our rotation and pitching staffs have taken on a lot of different shapes and forms here over time as we've worked to prevent runs to the best of our ability. Um, this is a group that has the potential to be far more traditional than some of the things we've done lately. Does it allow, too, for further development and not having to rush a Taj Bradley, a Mason Montgomery, who are both either on the roster or, in Montgomery's case, in Big League camp? Yeah, I think a lot of it, even like Yanni Chirinos and, you know, Luis Patino and um, Josh Fleming, like you just, it allow people can get better. And when it's their time, it's their time. You know, you're not, it's hard enough as it is. And, um, you know, you can, you can be merit-based. You can, you can overdevelop, you know, so to speak before they get those opportunities. And, and one side as a player that's trying to establish himself I think that can be frustrating on the other I think they can often be better for it um, because you're that much more ready when your opportunity presents itself so um, you know everyone always says it that you can never have enough pitching um, that's certainly the case um, you need a high quantity of quality arms and we're fortunate that uh, we're in a position where we feel like we have that and should for a while and you mentioned I think all the long-term extensions are multi-year but Manuel Margot which gives you a half dozen players now locked up for multiple years I think that's the highest you've had in quite a while how important is that for this year and the next yeah, like like I said I, I think it's something that our, our circumstances and as we look to be competitive year in year out it has led to a lot of decisions that involve roster changes and turnover and um 
you know, this this is an offseason where we didn't add to the position player group like we talked about in the early going. We did add to the pitching side with Zach, but largely we're stable. Usually we're adding and subtracting and things are moving around and the identity shifts around. This is a group that's a little more stable than than, than what we've had. And, and that is something that we do believe in. Um, it's just something that as we've strived to be competitive hasn't necessarily been afforded to us in, in the same way. And so... Um, you know, when you when you look at rosters that that reach the postseason and make deeper runs and have more sustained runs, um, they're very talented teams, but they're also teams that tend to to play together for a little while and live through those experiences together. And you know, the last you know few years, we've been fortunate to reach the postseason. We've had different types of run, different types of regular season success. Uh, but this is a group that a lot of these guys have been fortunate enough to build up all that experience and. With that, the continuity, um, there's there's things that certainly aren't measurable, but I think have been shown to be highly beneficial. Well, hopefully more of that to come. Uh, congratulations again on the Springs extension. We appreciate a few minutes. Thank you, Neil, and thanks to all our fans out there. And excited to see them once we get rolling here soon enough. Certainly appreciate the time of President of Baseball Operations, Eric Neander, and also Jeffrey Springs for being with us on the podcast today. And we appreciate you joining us, too. Certainly not out of the realm of possibility for the Rays to come up with a couple more long-term deals, uh, especially with guys who are arbitration eligible, as mentioned during our interview with Eric. Rays now at six players on multi-year contracts. Those are Manuel Margot, as well as Wander Franco and Brandon Lau on the position player side, and now three of their starting pitchers in Jeffrey Springs, Tyler Glass now, and Zach Eflin. Obviously, we'll have more podcasts coming up as uh, needed. And you can always check out our blog, raceradio.mlblogs.com. Thanks so much for being with us. We will chat with you soon.